welcome to the Fantasy Sportscape. This is your host, Sports Guy David, with my co-host Julian and Lucas on Thank God It's Fantasy Football Saturday. I know we usually do it on Friday, but today we're doing it on Saturday. Lucas and Julian, how are you guys doing? Doing, doing great, man. I'm so excited. Finally, fantasy football is back. We were just saying how this is my podcast to do last year. I'm so excited, man. Julian, what about you? Yeah, man. I mean, same here. You know, I know that the whole betting podcast is new, uh, which y'all check it out. But I, this fantasy football one, this is the one that really popped off last year. This is the one that really was the one that took all of our, I'm pretty sure, attention away from everything else for like, yeah. you know, for like 85% of it. So I think uh, this is definitely one, probably the most exciting one, especially week one, getting excited for your team, even though by like week seven, you'll have a better understanding of what everything's going on. But yeah, for week one, this is gonna be really exciting. And we're going to go right, we're going to go straight to it. We are doing a new thing. We're doing the sleepers and sitters, who's rising and who's fallen. And uh, we're going to go, I'm going to start off right now. And uh, my first guy I have on the list, runner back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you heard it at my podcast, the last podcast, I praised about this guy. And I'm going to keep on praising on him. I'm playing him in the league with the, the two guys in here. I'm going with James Robinson. Jay Gruden, offensive coordinator, feels confident in him. Like I said, 1,500 yards his senior year, and then he has 4,440 yards in his college career, which is second most in, uh, in Illinois uh, State University. I'm liking this guy. Fournette out the door. Robinson in. I think it's going to be a fresh look for a lot of people. I, I see him catching the ball, running the ball, and I think um, he's a big sleeper in this matter um, for Jacksonville. What do you guys think, Lucas? Um, I think this is a great pick just because I haven't heard much about James Robinson. So a true sleeper pick. And um, he has big shoes to fill. You said it with Fournette out the door. So this is the guy that they must feel comfortable with and, um, you know, confident to really take the workload. And with Gardner Minshew really going to be that guy stepping forward now. And we sometimes I just don't know what I have, what we have with Minshew and what, what product we're going to see. But, you know, James Robinson is going to be that guy that definitely try to alleviate that. We already know how the run game works, especially with younger quarterbacks. And then, so with James Robinson and then DJ Chark, this is someone that Minshew kind of connected with last year. And then now a new guy, LaVisca Chenault Jr. So some new weapons with Chris Conley. So excited to see what this Jacksonville Jaguars team can do. Not a lot of buzz behind them, but uh, James Robinson, a great sleeper pick. I like it to start things off. What about you, Julian? Yeah, no, I mean, great sleeper pick, obviously, James Robinson. You know, he's going to get a lot of carries with that in that uh, team, especially now that Leonard Fournette's gone. Um, but yeah, it, sh- it should be definitely a good pick, um, especially week one. I mean, obviously, moving forward, it'll probably be a good value pick as well. But, yeah, week one especially, it'll be a definitely good pick. All right, moving on. Moving back to sleeper, I'm going with Kendrick Bourne. Has been a riser since the injury reports came out. Debo and um, rookie Brandon Ioke are questionable. Also, uh, Tel- uh, Telvin Coleman out. He has a single-cell trait. I believe Jimmy G would uh, use his wide receiver one in this game. Um, and, and Trent Taylor, too, has some good upside. But I'm shooting for Bourne. Um, I just see it there. You know, the, your two top wide receivers, it goes next man up. And I think Kendrick Bourne, if they do have a passing game, because, you know, Jimmy G's so used to handing it off, um, I think he's going to do great um, in passing situations. He's, he's the number one guy they're going to look for. It's going to be tough for the 49ers, but like I said, I think they're going to get upset. So um, if there's Ooh. a guy, it's going to be Kendrick Ooh. Bourne. What about you, Julian? Yeah, like, uh, Kendrick. Uh, yeah, Kendrick Bourne's good. I mean, I know that whole you know, ever, ever you know, they had uh, they've had a few options. They've had a few guys be out for the wide receivers this entire training camp, and including uh, you know, including what they have right now with uh, their injury situation. But I do know that Kendrick Bourne is a definite sleeper, especially in that offense. You know, they, Kyle Shanahan likes to use his receivers, likes to use his like not slot guys, but kind of like those like sl- 
sort of slot guys, especially now that Emmanuel Sanders is gone to the my New Orleans Saints, of course, I'd add that in there. Nice. Um, you know, but as but as far as Kendrick Bourne is, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have his role is gonna step up, and you know, I think Jimmy G's gonna want to prove himself, and he's gonna want to throw that ball out, and you know, one of his best options, if not his best option right now, going is Kendrick Bourne. So better go there as a sleeper. What do you think, Lucas? Yeah, unfortunately, with all the other wide receivers going down, we liked yeah. Debo last year a lot, and I thought that Taven Austin maybe uh, maybe could have done something too, but it's tough to see those guys go down. And then Kendrick Bourne, someone that you were kind of on last year, David. So um, we've been tracking him and just waiting for him to perform. And I think one thing that really helps Kendrick Bourne in this matchup actually is a team that they're playing against because the Cardinals mm-hmm. don't really have the best secondary out there. But also, offensively, this could be a shootout. And especially with Kyler Murray, how we're expecting him to do well this year. We'll talk about more uh, him later. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the weapons that the Cardinals have on offense could really put the pressure on the Niners to really – throw the ball through the air and and uh have it a shootout so i think that the stock for kendrick Bourne definitely has went up so another good pick by david all right moving on to my favorite guy i talk about (laughs) him every single year the magic Mm -hmm. is back in miami and i am loving it he has six his last six games last year he averaged 23.43 points per game including versus the Pats in there, and then finished with 12 touchdowns and five interceptions. Not the greatest numbers, but it's better than what he did last year, um, from last year, and up against the Pats D, magic will happen. The Pats D, I can't name fucking four players on that team that are not on the COVID list. I know you got McCordy, I, got, I know you got the Gilmore, but I feel like going to be no pressure there, and I think Fitzmagic is going to air that bitch out. 400-plus yards. He'll get an interception or two. It's not going to matter because he's going to have 400 yards. And he's going to have – and the new Dolphins team, it just looks rejuvenated. Um, the offense looks better. And I think with Fifth Magic there, it's just going to go down. I love it. I love Fifth Magic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree. I mean, look, Fifth Magic happens – it seems like clockwork every year. Might, might as well take a chance. Um, it's always fun to see Ryan Fitzpatrick the first four weeks of the season because after that, he's, like, disappeared. But uh, this is where you have to really take him and take a chance because when he does go off, he really carries a team. And uh, we talked about the Dolphins before the podcast, and we talked about how Devontae Parker had, like, a quiet, good season last year. You, got, you bring in Jordan Howard. He had a little a little uh, committee at running back over there, Matt Breda. Um, so, yeah, let's just see what happens. I, you have to go Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? What about what do you think, Julian? Yeah, no, Ryan Fitzpatrick is is a great option. Again, you know, like especially like we said, like we first four weeks, Fitzmagic is Fitzmagic, and then after that, it turns into, into <laughs> Fitz tragic. So, but first four weeks since we are since we are in week one, of course, Fitzmagic is the way to go, especially with you know guy behind him, Tua. You know, he want he wants to make sure he saves him off for as long as he possibly can. And of course, and of course, with a week one opportunity against you know the Patriots team, who has pretty much you know most of their starters from last year right. on COVID lists. You know, obviously they do have Gilmore, they do have McCord, they do have those guys, and they of course have one of the, if not the best defensive mind ever, and you know Bill Belichick. But still, though, still that's going to be a lot to overcome, and I don't think the Patriots are going to have enough to overcome, especially week one, not week one. Well, and I, I do think, yeah, I do think beef flow will get those guys ready to go. I do think that offensive line will be rejuvenated. We talked about especially the guy. From USC, that great offensive line that they have over there. Austin Jackson. Just exactly. There you um, go. There you know. So, well, yeah. you know, David, you might you got to be rooting for me because I said that this game would kind of be up there in the score. So, yeah. oh, you know, with that Ryan Fitzpatrick, pick, you know, well, you know maybe up, it could happen. Yeah, they're going to upset the Patriots. I'm going to put them in the parlay, including with Jacksonville upsetting Indy and Arizona okay. and San Francisco. So, my payout, I'll, I'll fucking buy the fucking Patriots after this. Moving wow. on to um, now the sitters. 
and I have this guy. I think this guy's gonna do great. Should we do our sleepers as well? I, I do sleepers different. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, my bad. Um, yeah, but yeah, but it's favorite. Show me your sleepers. Who you got this week? All right, so I got three sleepers here that I really like. Um, my first one is going to be Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B, man. Um, if you guys remember, last year he took over a few games for uh, Drew Brees in the Saints, and he led them. I think he was undefeated, or he was 4-1. and one. Uh, Maybe Julian could correct me on that. Uh, he, when he, he stepped in. I think he was undefeated. Yeah, so he was undefeated, and then that got him the job over there in Carolina. And you know what? The way that Carolina didn't address the offense in the draft and looked content with what they have on paper – you know what? I think that's enough for me to consider Teddy Bridgewater a sleeper for sure. Um, excited to see what he could do, especially with the matchup that he has going on against this Raiders team that I don't think should be too like anything crazy. I know that they addressed cornerback and um, some defensive pieces this offseason and in the draft, but I don't think that that should be anything too scary. Um, it's in Carolina, too. And so with the confidence that Matt Rule has and what this direction team, like the direction of the Panthers right now seems very steady and it doesn't seem like it's in question and everything that they're doing right now, I think they're 100% behind. So that gives me the motivation and the result to go behind Teddy Bridgewater as my first sleeper pick. And I think that he brings a lot of value, especially in those one day leagues. So that's my pick. What do you guys think, uh, Julian? Yeah, I mean, obviously seen him for last year uh, with Teddy Bridgewater playing, um, you know, for, you know, the Saints and he, how he, how he led them. Uh, he kept, he steadied the ship last year. You know, you really, you really, feel, you really hope for the guy that you would come back, you know, would have came back from with the injury and such and other things like that. And, you know, of course, we can't mention Teddy Bridgewater and men, mention that Carolina Panthers team without mentor, without mentioning Christian McCaffrey. So I think that'll definitely be big, big help, especially the weapons they added on there. Matt Rule, we were talking about the offensive coordinator, the guy from LSU, you know, Joe Lombardi over there. I think, I, th- I think those guys, you know, th- those guys will have them ready to go, especially, you know, week one again, you know, and anything can happen week one. Panthers can go one and oh in week one. So, you know, we don't know exactly what can happen, but we, what I do know is that the Panthers are going to be a much different team than last year. And what I do know is that Teddy Bridgewater, if anybody can get this team motivated, especially for week one, Teddy Bridgewater is a guy. What do you think, David? Oh yeah, for sure. I think Teddy Bridgewater is one of the newest quarterbacks in the newest environment that has the best success. You got Christian McCaffrey, at the best running back in the NFL. And then you also got DJ Moore, a young stud out there. And you also got Roby Anderson to help um, help out there. So I think this guy's in the best position to do good. And um, I'm just happy for him. He got a starting position. I remember when the free agent market hit, you know, Saints didn't want to sign him. All right, he found a big deal with the Carolina Panthers. And, and, and it's in the division, so I can't wait till the Panthers play the Saints. That's going to be real fun to watch. I know Julian's looking forward to that. But yeah. you got Christian McCaffrey. If, if, you don't, if you have no one, yeah, Christian McCaffrey will be open. He'll he'll find a way to get the ball out, and I think he's in the best position. Um, maybe Phillip Rivers also up there tied for first for best position in the new environment. But, yeah, I love this pick. Yeah, but by the way, just to answer your question for Lucas, you go for your second sleeper. Uh, he actually was five and one last year. I thought he was six and zero, but he's five and one. Ah, yeah, I, I knew it was either one or the other. But um, yeah, he did do very well. And you talked about motivation a little bit, Julian. Well, I remember the the Vikings led Bridgewater team, and you know what? That team mm. really rallied around yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, and I, I do see um, qualities of a leader there. So I'm really excited to see what this guy can do. Um, as for my second sleeper pick, I'm gonna go with John Brown. I like John Brown. Go so much guys um this matchup this week he has a really favorable one going against the jets who opponent position rank uh, two wide receivers they're ranked 24th so bottom of the barrel there um he's gonna get at least 15 points or something there 
And John Brown was the true wide receiver one last year for the Bills. And we saw what Josh Allen could do and just the Bills being an overall good team. You add Stefan Diggs to this team. Mm -hmm. I'm so hyped for that addition. And so that's why I think that John Brown maybe could even do better than last year. Either way, I do see him getting um, eating because he was a lock for at least 12 to 15 points every single week last year. So uh, John Brown is my sleeper with a really big high ceiling. What do you guys think, David? Um, I like I like him. Um, I love him a lot. Even with Steph- Stephon Diggs there, you got two wide receiver ones there. Last week in week one against the Jets, he had 123 yards, seven receptions, and a touchdown. That's 25 points. So um, I can see a repeat there. The Jets, um, I, don't, I don't see any – They, you know, the, the, the only – player they did have is not there anymore and i just think the jets are just kind of like one of the teams a lot of, a lot of other teams are going to pick on i see no surprises from them they're going to stay down um low towards the dirt i, I don't see the jets wow. doing anything this year really but john brown i love john brown deep he's a deep ball threat and a lot uh, the, whatever defender is on um on uh digs uh he will get um john brown will get everything underneath and um so i i, I love john brown as well i love this pick yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you said it best. I mean, you know, we're talking about a guy, you know, he has a guy like Josh Allen with that big of an arm. I mean, stretch the field. You're talking about a guy like John, you know, John Brown and Stephon Diggs, two guys who can stretch the field. And, you know, you're talking about that team. I think John Brown's going to be, they're obviously the number one, their number, sorry, the number two receiver, I should say. And against the Jets, you know, Jamal Adams was there, was, you know, their their secondary basically and then once mm-hmm. he left you know now that i mean they they did get some they did get some safety uh, a safety for him from seattle but still i mean compared compared to what jamal adams brought it's definitely a little bit of a downgrade probably a big downgrade for what they have but i do think john brown will be a sleeper especially you know that whoever the number one cornerback is on uh on new york they're gonna go after uh they're gonna go after stefan diggs and that's gonna leave number two behind uh that's going to be number two for John Brown, which Odell might like, but it's okay. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, had to get one more Odell, Odell yeah, 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 joking yeah. before the week. Um, but yeah, so I, I do think John Brown will be a sleeper for this pick. So good, good selection, Lucas, like that. Thank you, thank you. All right, so my last uh, sleeper for the weekend, kind of surprised here, um, going with a tight end. So a tight end sleeper, <laughs> obviously not going to be Kittle or Kelsey. And um, this guy, Hayden Hurst. Now, I make the argument for Hayden Hurst because Austin Hooper is no longer there on the Falcons. And um, the Falcons team is so interesting to me because you bring in Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, he seems to ha- break the curse of the touchdowns uh, that that don't come. And then uh, you have Calvin Ridley and Matt Ryan's still going to get 4,030-plus this year, yada, yada, yada. But Hayden Hurst is such an interesting topic for me because I think you look at the matchup this weekend against Seattle, who – you would think would probably do kind of well against um, as far as through the air. But I remember last year they got burnt by the Bengals of all teams in week one. And now Hayden Hurst has a really op- good opportunity to to take advantage of his matchup because the Seahawks are really terrible against tight ends, being the 29th best team against tight ends in fantasy. Hayden Hurst at 4,300 on DraftKings uh, for the weekend. You could really invest big anywhere else. This is uh, one of my favorite picks for sleepers this week, just because I don't think you would think Hayden mm-hmm. Hurst would have a big week. Um, but you know what? It's interesting to see. This is something that fluid situation we should yeah. look at throughout the whole year just to see how well he does because I feel like Atlanta does value um, their tight end position a little bit more maybe than other teams. And uh, with their wide receiving core, Hayden could probably see a lot of touches uh, more this week than any other. What do you guys think, uh, David? I love I love this pick as well. Um, I, I have Matty Ice. Um, I'm, I'm writing. Um, uh, let me. Oh, 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 oh. I was <laughs> almost said something. Oh, 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 oh
Uh, I'm a big fan of Matt Ryan this year. There we could say that. Um, I like I like his weapons, and they traded for Hayden Hurst, so even better. Um, there you're not going to trade for a guy and not use him. So I think they're going to use this guy, especially in goal line situations. You got Julio on the outside, and I think this guy will guarantee underneath. He's a great third option, and a lot of he could be a lot of first options on other teams. Yeah. So um, I do like this pick. Yes. Yeah, I mean that's a great, great pick. You know, they 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 knew what they wanted, especially when they got rid of, or when they didn't get rid of, but when they let Austin Hooper go to the Browns, of course. Um, and then you know, going and getting Hayden Hurst from the Baltimore Ravens, they know what they know what they got in him because they have a you know because Hayden Hurst has a athletic background and you know used to play professional baseball, so he's an athletic guy. Um, so I think you know, especially with his age being the way it is, he's only 26, I believe, or 27. 27. Uh, 27. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I think Hayden Hurst will, will, de- <laughs> will definitely want to be. A, he'll definitely be one of those guys who you might not expect them to be doing really well, but I think week one he'll come out and show out and really prove why the why the uh, Falcons, excuse me, have so much faith in him and why they traded what they did for him. David, did you just have his age ready, or did you? Yeah. Know how? <laughs> I, 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 I knew it. Yeah, I just happened to know his age because I, I read up on him. Because oh, I, wow. I, 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 he's like he looked at his, he's like he had a, he he the only thing on his notes was like Hayden Hurst's age, and he's like I have twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. I was like, God damn! I was like, I, was, I, was, I, was like I, I didn't. Yeah. But, all right, Joel, you could go ahead with your sitters. All right, all right for my sleepers, right? Or, all right, oh, sorry, yeah, sleepers. All right, for my sleepers, for the first one, you guys are very familiar with them, considering he plays for your favorite team. Of course, I'm talking oh, about Tyrod oh. Taylor. All oh, right, let's go. QB, right? Tyrod attitudes. Tyrod, you know, we're going against that defense in Cincinnati. You know, they were the number one. They had the number one pick uh, last year, of course, which means that they did not do uh, well. Will they have his number one pick this year? I don't think so, just because who they drafted. But at the same time, you never know. That team that team might just surprise everyone by doing terrible. <laughs> but know. again, but I do think that Tyrod's going to want to show out. And, you know, they didn't name Justin Herbert the starting quarterback to week one, and I think that was for a particular reason. I think Tyrod Taylor proves and brings a uh, an element to that offense that uh, Justin Herbert not, might not bring yet, just as far as experience goes. Um, I think, you know, he's, you know, Tyrod, Tyrod's going to try to, again, same thing with Fitzpatrick and over there in Miami. I think he's going to try to stave off the young the young kid um, and just try to prove that, at least for this year, at least for the, you know, for the couple weeks or for however long he's there, he's going to want to prove that he's the number one. He's, he's QB1, and especially with what's going on, he's going to he's gonna have a lot of added motivation to do well and, he's gonna, and to prove himself, especially that that team got rid, especially after the Chargers got rid of Rivers and, you know, and all that fun stuff. So... I do think Tyrod Taylor is going to come out and show out in week one. What do you guys think? Well, I'll let David go first because he's like the biggest Tyrod Taylor supporter. Uh, I, am, get it. I, I very am much so because the go. Chargers, I say this every time, the Chargers had a plan. They signed him two years, drafted rookie quarterback. He's going to stay behind him. The Duke could run as well. He has a Pro Bowl under his belt with Anthony Lynn, our current head coach in Buffalo. If Mike Williams is healthy, I, I really will depend on Tyrod Taylor, but Mike Mike uh, Keenan Allen can't catch everything. But I forgot about Hunter Henry, and I'm real excited to see what wide receiver two or three Joe Reed, KJ Hill, Guyton, whoever the fuck is going to be that guy. Um, see how they're going to play. And uh, Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry are two reliable guys um, if healthy. And, and um, Austin Eckler. Yeah. And and Austin Eckler exactly. Um, that dude I think is going to finish number one in fantasy football. I'll say that every single week until it happens. There you go. I agree um, with you there. Yeah. And that dude is good for at least ten to fifteen catches, and he could run twenty five uh, touches um, on the ground. So I think Tyrod's in a perfect position, and he could run the ball as well. Mobile quarterbacks are are still exist, and I think he could uh, he could get it fifty to hundred yards if he needs to. And um, I like this pick a lot. Yeah, my biggest concern would definitely be the Chargers' offensive line. The Chargers have a few. Um, questionable 
decisions. It's so weird. Like they weren't uh, the two linemen I'm talking about, Ryan Balaga and Trey Turner, mm-hmm. the guys that the Chargers picked up in this offseason and were looking to really solidify the right side of that offensive line are suddenly appearing on the injury report. So that's a big question, something to watch uh, day of. But you said it like he is in the position to succeed. He does have weapons around him and the mobile quarterbacks bring just another level of value to drafts, um, DraftKings or fantasy football in general. So this is a good sleeper pick, especially because I know he's cheap this weekend. And if he does well, he's just going to get more expensive. And if he is on the waiver wire, why not just pick him up if you don't want to start him? And if he's on your waiver wire for uh, your league, why not just sit on it, wait on it? Even if you have Patrick Mahomes, I mean, that's just trade capital if Tyrod Taylor does blow up. So I think that this is an all-around an acquisition that you have to make if he's there. So I definitely do agree. Um, There's something just fluid, but um, an investment for the future for sure. So I like it. Yeah, there you go. Well, I appreciate the positivity, guys, especially considering it's Rod <laughs> Taylor. You know, I really appreciate that. But moving on. All right, y'all. So my second sleeper pick, kind of it, it, as a sleeper, obviously. He's actually he's a running back over there in Chicago, which, you know, offensively hasn't been the best recently. But I do think that in a PPR league, this man is a PPR beast. Okay. Mm. I'm talking about Tariq Cohen. Okay. Especially now that. David Montgomery is out, or not out, sorry, excuse me. He's injured, but he might not, he, he might, he's probably going to play, but he will not be at 100%, which will lead Tariq Cohen to get more carries and more more touches on the football. Uh, going against the Detroit Lions, that that team did lose, of course, um, uh, Darius Slay, excuse me, from last year, and they also get, but they did bring in Jeff Okuda, so that kind of is one of those things where you don't know how well they're going to do, um, especially with uh, Matt Patricia. You never, he, he can always bring that team up. But I do think that week one, Tariq Cohen will get the ball off. And, you know, who, who knows what Trubisky's going to throw to. He's going to try to get that ball to him, you know, a few times a game, especially now that uh, he's going to ha- – he realizes that he has to use him especially this year when he knows his job is on the line. He knows everybody else drafted him as his job's on the line. So he's going to try to get him the ball as much as he can. I do think, though, that Tariq Cohen is going to get the ball. Do we get a touchdown? I really hope so, especially for, this <laughs> cult- for the culture. I'm going to be honest with you. For the but, culture. For the, but, uh, but I will say that was Tariq Cohen – I do think is going to be my number two sleeper. What do you guys think about that, Lucas? Um, I think it all really just depends on the quarterback. And I yeah. think Trubisky, I mean, he won this offseason, and we talked about it a little bit, um, the position battle between him and Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And the Nick Foles presence alone just puts pressure on Trubisky for the rest of the year. And so I like that a lot. But Trubisky, he just has to prove it to me because – you know, the team dies with Trubisky. That's yeah. just how it goes. And it doesn't even win with Trubisky. It could win by its defense or it'll win by David Montgomery or, or sorry, not David, uh, Tariq Cohen or Allen Robinson or um, just any other weapon. But I don't think it's it's not going to win with Trubisky. And I think everyone sees no. that. Um, we'll even see. I mean, what if Trubisky just gets benched the first game? He just plays that bad. So I don't know. But as far as a Tariq Cohen pick, I think that he's still going to get his touches, and this is a good pick because if Trubisky does bad, what if you know uh, Matt Nagy might be a little hesitant to just start Nick Foles because he named Trubisky confidently the starter. So Tariq Cohen, they're going to look to someone else to really pick up the slack. So uh, that's where I think that Cohen really brings his value. And, um, yeah, it's just so hard to, for me to really see – this team doing so well with Trubisky as quarterback. I don't know. What do you think, David? Um, I, I, I drafted Tariq Cohen for this reason. Um, he Let's was go. Not, 
he's not so much <laughs> he's not so much of a runner. He only had 213 yards rushing last last year, but he did have 456 receptions on 79 um on 79 receptions. He was targeted 104 times. So I see the the, the um I see the numbers there. Um, David Montgomery is questionable. He did have back to back a full um he he participated in full practice. Um, it is his groin. Um, he is the he is the um. The every down back, but in PPR leagues, I would lean towards him. If standard leads, I won it. But um, that dude's gonna get um, right. at least at least I could see him at least getting 10, 10 targets through the air, and um, he could break, maybe break off one. So I'm kind of low on edge. I did draft him though, um, just in case I see um, how the Bears' offense is with uh, Trubisky because I think he has a short line. I could see Nick Foles coming in week one or week two, even maybe in like the fourth quarter if, if Mitch, Mitch Trubisky is doing that bad. So um, I, I I just had him as like. Maybe let's see how this goes. So um, I'm I'm fifty fifty. But if you have if you really have, there's a lot of options out there. If you really don't have no other options, I'll go with Tariq Cohen. He's definitely a wide receiver two, or maybe even a flex option. If, yeah, I think- if if it's like if you're in a sixteen man league and you know running backs are pretty thin, then yeah, I, I would play him. Make sure it's a PPR league. I want to play him in standard. But yeah, yeah, that, that's the that's the point that I think is the best one. The PPR. If it's PPR, this is a good pick. Yeah, PPR. There we go. PPR. You know, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just trying to, uh, sorry, I'm just confused. Anyways, but uh, yeah, but I would definitely, obviously, you know, I agree with that pick considering I'm when I chose him. But uh, what I will say, though, is that my third pick, probably the guy that is, oh, I did definitely the guy that I started off with first in this list. The guy who I think is going to be, is going to really show himself this year. I, his name is Noah Fant. He's a tight end for uh, for Denver. Pretty sure you guys know about him. A nice. Bit. No, I like yeah, I do think that he's going to show up. You know, with Drew Locke and everyone talking about this Denver Broncos offense, it, it really, you know, it, it's improved a lot since uh, since since last season. They got Pat Shermer in from as their offensive coordinator, who uh, who was last year, who was the I believe offensive, who was the head coach, excuse me, of the, of the New York Giants. So he has experience with athletic tight ends over there with Evan Ingram and those boys. Uh, but what I will say though is that. No offense, he will not. He probably won't be the number one option. Although with Corlin Sutton maybe being out, possibly being out, hopefully not for my team uh, being out. Um, I will say that No offense will get a lot. Will get a lot of touches, even if Jerry Judy's there, even with those guys being there. I do think No offense gonna. He's gonna get a lot of touches. And I do think that he's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna be much improved, especially against that. De- that excuse me, that Tennessee defense, who 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 does who does have um, options as far as uh, pass rushers go. But the linebackers, as far as you know, coverage guys, those, those, they aren't, they aren't the best. But it's, but again, they aren't the worst. So they're kind of in that middle ground, possibly going up to the, being the, being the better part of the of the NFL. But I do think that Noah Fant is gonna is gonna want to prove why he was a first round pick a couple years back. But I do think that he's gonna be. I should say stop saying butt fishing for sleepers. But what I do say is that he's gonna he's definitely gonna prove himself week one uh, to go. What do you guys think about that? It's, um, I guess I'll take it. Um, I like I like this pick a lot just because you said it correctly that he's going to be a beneficiary of all the weapons on the yeah. offense. Um, a big improvement year for what for Drew Locke. I mm-hmm. think that everyone's expecting a lot of growth from Drew Locke, especially with what you got around him. But yeah, the Titans bring an interesting challenge. I mean, they just got Jadavion Clowney, and uh, they have Malcolm Butler, Dory Jackson all over there. They have some nice uh, guys on that secondary. So it's going to be, you know, maybe the best time to start Noah Fant because, because there's, the focus is definitely going to be on Cortland Sutton and uh, Jerry Judy. So why not start Noah Fant? I think this might be the best time, if, especially if you're playing uh, DraftKings one-day leagues and you're investing high somewhere else. This is a really deep sleeper pick, but I like it a lot. I was, I was high on Noah Fant too. Um, 
this offseason going into this this year. So, yeah, I like it too. I would like to see what he could do. What do you think, David? Um, I'm giving a lot of high praise to the Denver Broncos offense. Um, I think they have one of the best trifectas in the league if Corlin's son is healthy. Um, Noah Fant did um, make a little mark. He had 562 yards on 40 receptions, targeted 66 times with three touchdowns. Um, he averaged about 12 yards per catch. Um, if Corlin Sutton is playing, I or not playing, I think you should play Noah Fant anyway. He's going to get this. It, there's going to be a minimum of looks he's going to get, and if Corlin Sutton is out, I think he's just going to get more. He's a big dude. He's 6'4", 250. Um, I mean, I was going to draft him. I ended up drafting Austin Hooper, though, but I, I was looking at Noah Fant as my number one guy. Kind of reminds me of TJ Hawkerson, who got drafted pretty much. The, I think the only two tight ends to get drafted in the first round. I, I don't know if it was back to back, but I remember they were like, it was weird. The tight ends were going off the board like crazy, and, and I think Noah Fan was the first one they traded up. So they traded down to from the Steelers, but he was still available. Something like that. I don't know. They, they <laughs> a lot of draft high capital. I might think there's no one else. They use a lot of high draft capital on this guy, and I follow that. Um, I think the Broncos' defense or offense is going to be very scary yeah. in these next coming years, and it sucks because. Uh, we're, we're AFC West Charger fans, so it's right. scary for us. But yeah, I like this guy a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of I mean, one more thing to go along with that note, David. As far as the tight ends being drafted that year, it was not only it was no fan TJ Hawkinson, like you said before, but was those was the was one it? more? No, sorry, go go go. I'm, oh, sorry. I'm saying yeah, but it was not only those two, but those two both were from University of Iowa, so that was kind of you know. That's oh, the same school. Yeah, they were the same that school. Was the, yeah, that was the first. Time I remember that. I think. Same what year was that? Uh, that was that wasn't la- that obviously was yeah that was 2018. Yeah, mm-hmm. 18. Yeah. Wow, so that was long ago. Yeah. All right. Oh, moving on right. to the sleepers. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving to the sleepers. Sitters. 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 Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I, I'm, I like sleepers so much. All right, moving on to the sitters. I think this guy will have a great season, but he's not going to start off so bright. It's so great. He's going to have his first two interceptions. I call it right now. I'm going with Joe mm. Burrow. Um, not because I'm a Chargers fan. I genuinely think he's going to struggle. He's he's doing. Um, he does have exciting weapons in Green, Boyd, Ross, and now T. Higgins. Chargers have a beefed up D with Harris Jr., Joseph, and a, and a way better linebacker core than last year. Um, I just think he's just going to struggle. No preseason is going to be tough for him, and I, I just think he's going to struggle. I really like his talent, though. Um, uh, Chargers are going to humble his ass real quick. That's what I think. What you got? Uh, what about you, Julian? Uh, yeah, I, that, I mean that was a, that was a good pick. Um, you know, that was a, actually, that was a really good pick as far as, um, as far as sitters for this week, you know, it, it's just, it's just one of those things, man, where Joe Burrow, you don't know what he's going to, you're going to get from him because you, you have, you see those statistics from, you know, from LSU, but you don't know whether it's the scheme or whether it was him or whether it was a mix of both, which I think it was a mix of both to be honest with you. But I do, but I mean, with, as far as week one, being a rookie in this, especially in this climate with the way things are, you know, not having too much of a training camp, really having a training camp, but not having as much luxury as other as other camps in the past that have. It's gonna be t- it's gonna be tough for him to uh, come out, especially against that Chargers defense. You know, who's hungry, who wants to prove that you know that that they that last year, you know, especially for the record wise, was definitely not the best and was a fluke. Um, and they're gonna want to prove that they're that they are one of the best teams in the AFC, if not the best team in the AFC. So I do think that they're gonna they're gonna try to get after him, and I think it's gonna work. So I I do think that uh, you know, especially the way how the offensive line is right now for over there in Cincinnati. I mean, they still have a lot of question marks over there. So I do think it's gonna they're gonna need a they're gonna need to uh, protect him a little bit more. But it won't be week one. What do you yeah, think? The, char- the Chargers. I mean, we covered this extensively because during our Chargers podcast, but. Let's just reiterate real quickly. I think that this is really going to be a shutdown game. I'm sorry, Joe Burrow. I mean, no preseason hurts a lot. 
Um, you're not going to be warmed up to the game speed. And even when you're doing playing preseason, it's not as fast as the regular season. He's going to be thrown into the Wolves with some dogs on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. Joey Bosa seems like he's so excited to play this year. And he was talking about how Linval Joseph is a beast and he seems so excited with the addition of Joseph. And then you get Chris Harris Jr. back there. Um, and then you lose Derwin James, but you also have Nasir Adderley, who you didn't see at all last year, hitting the field for the first time. There's so many weapons on this defensive team. And the, look, the Chargers do the best job, let's just put it this way, at containing Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has not had a 300-yard game against the Chargers yet. Oh. So uh, when you could hold down Mahomes like that, I think that this is a bad sign for Joe Burrow. So good luck, Joe Burrow. You're going to have a good year, but not this first week. I'm sorry. There you go. Now moving on to, um, I don't know if, how, how you guys feel about this, but I am sitting every single Tampa Bay <laughs> runner back down, every single one of them, all five of them. Oh. Um, the Tampa Bay runner back situation is messy as my dating life. Too oh, many mouths to feed. And to be honest, I don't think the run game will, will matter because of the shootout will take place. Rojo, also known as Ronald Jones, Jr. was ranked 26 last year. Shady McCoy ranked uh, 41st. And Fournette, 7th. All PPR leagues, but they're ranked as starters. Um, I think it's going to be a rotating door there. Uh, Rojo got the nod, and I don't see him as steady production from any um, um, Tampa Bay. I, I, they, Fournette just got there. How is he is with the game plan? I'm not confident. Shady McCoy, he's been playing since I was I, – I, since my – my, my mom was pregnant with me. That dude's been there for so goddamn long. I'm not saying the same thing with Frank Gore, but, I mean, he still got to – you've kind of seen it in, in Kansas City. I think Julian was on his on his sack last – was it you or was that it – was me, it was me. You're on, you're on his sack last year. Well, I was year. excited to see him reunite with Andy Reid, but yeah. I didn't really you – know. I'm yeah. not liking it. Rojo, 26 as a starter. Um, and then you got a Krishan Vaughn, I believe that's his first name. I always get first names wrong. They're – the rookie there too. So um, I, I just don't see nothing going on there, especially Tom Brady is just going to air that bitch out to his, his boyfriend Gronk who do weird commercials <laughs> and stare at each other all weird and shit makes me super uncomfortable. I don't even know why the first time I watch TV in months and I see that those two guys laughing in each other eyes and shit, some weird Titanic shit. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. This yeah. No, there's this little snippet like of their training camp and they're like That's just good. laughing, staring at each other. It's fucking weird. Are you sure you watch, you sure you watch the commercial, David? That's the dream. I don't know if it was a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> what? what are you talking <laughs> I, 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 if his dream is going to be a nightmare, Tom Brady tried to kiss me for more than three seconds. So oh, oh, hey. I passed. Tom Brady's just – Mike Evans is questionable, but Chris Godwin is there. I think it's going to be all pass, all air, and then the running backs are just going to be there just like, what's up? You know, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that matchup. I don't like I don't like him for the whole year, really, until they solidify an RB1 and get a proper rotation. But as of now, Fournette there, I think, messed things up for Rojo. And McCoy is just – He's just there for a paycheck. I don't know. He's still going to put production, but not as much as I think. I don't know. I just don't like the running backs at all there. Does anyone yeah. agree with me? I, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, I'll, I'll go first. Um, you obviously, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are facing the the god, the godlike. No, I'm okay. not going okay. to say. Right, I'm pause. Say, pause. I'm going to say that. Reverse. You know, what I'm going to Yeah, I, I definitely, you know, I can't say that. But what I will say, though, is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are facing the stout run defense of the New Orleans Saints. I mean, they may not have a great pass defense, but a run defense is where they excel, and I'll tell you this right. much. But so what I will say, especially, especially with the way that scheme is set up over there in Tampa with Bruce Arians and such, that's definitely a pass offense, pass happy offense, vertical pass offense kind of thing, kind of Madden fifteen ish offense. Um, but what I will, but uh, that over there, it's 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 tough anytime there's a running back by committee anywhere you go, whether it's you know over there in Tampa or whether it's in Indianapolis or wherever it's at. 
but especially right now with the way that offense is the, the way that schematically it's the, uh, the way it's schematically over there it's it's going to be really tough for those guys even if they do get carries it's going to be tough for them to get production out of those carries even if it's pa- even if it's you know through the pass or through through running or wherever it's going to be it's going to be a lot tough a lot tougher to get you know um to get to get their uh, yards and to get uh, touchdowns as far as that goes so i do think it's going to be like you said a pass happy offense so lucas what do you think about that Man, I just don't know how I feel. I think that the Buccaneers are the the most the team that I'm most skeptical skeptical about yeah. this year. Yeah. I mean, because of how many players you're bringing back in that are past their prime, and you don't know really what you're gonna get. You're depending. You are basically putting your faith that they're gonna play very well together because you've got Tom Brady, mm-hmm. LaShawn McCoy, Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski. That's four guys um, in there that. I just don't know. And we're talking about the running backs right now. Well, I think the best one that is poised to do better is the best is Ronald Jones or Ian or Leonard Fournette. And even then they're playing a really stout run defense. And um, I just don't know how this team is going to be. I think the only thing that I could say that maybe that David, you would be wrong is, uh, is maybe that Leonard Fournette has a revival of his career in Tampa Bay. Kind of how like, David Johnson is suddenly looking really good, like the old David Johnson over there in Houston with that trade. I know that that trade was still bad with the D-Hop thing. And, and, um, but, he had more you know, time with the playbook. He had more time with the playbook. That's though. true. Yeah. just got signed like a couple weeks ago. Right, yeah. that's true. That's true. But um, but like I said, that's the only thing I could see that may be happening. Other than that, I don't see this uh, Buccaneers running backs doing well this week at all. And I'm really skeptical about this team um, this year. I don't. I wouldn't put too much stock into it. Because this defense is still bad, and um, yeah, the, the Buccaneers aren't going to be able to be like the Chiefs on production every single week. Um, so I don't know. They could prove me wrong, definitely, completely though. Because this roster offensively, you know, you look at it, you look at it maybe five years ago, and you'd be like, "What the uh, fuck?" You know. But uh, <laughs> like how they how they all get together. But yeah, I'm really skeptical about this team in general. And this week, I'll, I'll say, yeah, I agree with sitting all those running backs. Yeah. All right, moving on to my last sitter I got, and um, pretty much a big name, but I have a lot of reason he's not going to do good. It's Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, wow. I have the Cowboys winning this game, obviously, yeah. but the Ram, but uh, the, the Rams got someone that the the Cowboys don't, and that's Jalen Ramsey. That dude just got paid, Cha-ching. Mm-hmm. That dude just got paid, and for good reason. I I I, I seen a lot of tape on him. I seen the uh, NFL special films with him and Deion Sanders. I don't know. I just felt some type of way, and I started. I'm starting to like him a little bit more. I think he was overpaid, to be honest. But I think he's going to shut shit down when it comes to Mari Cooper, their wide receiver one. And he's kind of always have lingering injuries here and there. I think Gallup and CD Lamb will do great. Um, I think he'll play as a decoy like Tyreek Hill did. I believe Tyreek Hill only had two catches and one came towards the very, very end. Um, I think they're going to lock shit down when it comes to Cooper and not worry about Gallup or CD. So I don't see a good game coming from Amari Cooper. But I do have the Dallas Cowboys winning that game, I believe, 34-30. Um, but uh, it's going to be really fun to, to see that matchup. I could see maybe a little rivalry happening between Amari, Amari Cooper and Jalen Ramsey because – uh, I don't know. Mm. I just, I just, I just like both of their attitudes. Jalen Ramsey, he's cocky and he, 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 he's with it. And Amari Cooper, he, he doesn't let no one step over him. So it's going to be a good matchup. It's going to either go one way. It's not going to be two receptions, thirty yards. It's going to be like no receptions or a hundred yards. It's going to go either way, no middle. So um, it's a big, it's a big name, but I think he's not going to do good. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, really bold prediction. Uh, yeah. But 
You know, there are a lot of mouth, mouths to feed over there in Dallas. Um, Dak could eat, Zeke could eat, CD oh. now, and Gallup. Do you disagree with me? Oh, man. Uh, it's because you have him on your team? You have him on your team. I think he's going to do well. I think that, yeah, dude. I mean, let me look at this Rams defense because I can't really remember any other um, defensive player other than uh, yeah. yeah, other than Jalen. So, yeah, see, I mean, uh, you know what? I'm going to disagree, dude. I'm definitely going to disagree. I like this Cowboys team on offense on paper a lot. There's so many weapons there, and um, Jalen can't do it all. And, you know, you have to take into account CD and and um, Zeke and to have just Jalen Ramsey following around Amari Cooper all game, I don't think is enough defensively scheme-wise. So I don't think that they could approach the game like that. So I think Cooper's going to eat. I think you're going to be wrong, um, David. I'm sorry. What about – what do you think, Julian? Yeah, uh, it's, it's again, it's tough, man, because if – if we're talking about, I mean, obviously this is this is just uh, Amari Cooper. This is taking out everybody else out of the out of the equation. But I think it's it's gonna be tough, man. Because let me tell you, Jalen Ramsey is if if your end all be all is Jalen Ramsey, then it's gonna be tough. Because again, like you said, Jalen Ramsey can't do it all. But at the same time, they if they if their goal is just to shut down Amari Cooper, then Jalen Ramsey is the guy to do it. Yeah, because Jalen Ramsey is a guy is a, is is a shutdown corner in the name, and he's he's a productive one as well. You know, but I it, it's gonna again it's gonna be tough because Amari Cooper is a great route runner. You know, we got we can't forget about that. And might there be some times where he might he might get rid of or he might get um, Jalen Ramsey off him, especially now that Jalen Ramsey. Oh, I guess they both got paid, so I guess they, I guess I can't be used as an excuse for either of them. But what I will say though is that if we're talking just if if the if it depends on the Rams game plan because if the Rams game plan just solely relies on just just them, them getting the ball to someone else besides um besides Jalen Ramsey or besides Amari Cooper. Then I do think I do think that that'll that'll work out, but again, it just depends on their scheme. So I don't know. It's it's one of those toss-up decisions. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> all right, Lucas, you're up next. Who who you have uh, sitting for you? Sitters. All right. So um, we mentioned Trubisky earlier, and uh, I don't know how he came up, but mm-hmm. I think well, we we're talking about Tariq Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I the reason why I remember now why I was so skeptical on Trubisky, and it's because I have him sitting. <laughs> Yeah, just because I, just because I don't like, I don't believe in Trubisky at all. Um, they said, like the reports said earlier, that he was ready to go for this year, but I don't believe it. Um, they're, or, trying to, they're trying to chew his horn. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a lot of damage control. I feel like. I mean, what if Nick Foles just wasn't as good as people thought? Yeah. You know, and um, playing Alliance team that you're you're right, they lost Darius Slay and uh, tough. And it's gonna have to be on Matt Patricia. But honestly, the re- more, my reasoning more for this is just because of my lack of belief in Trubisky. So I really don't need too much. Um, don't believe the hype. Yeah, don't, I don't, don't believe the hype. Well, what do you guys think? Yeah, um, I agree 100. Yeah, I mean, I, there's nothing much else to say about that. I think I think Trubisky when he was drafted, he was definitely they get they gave up a lot to get him. Um, and they also, you know, looking at his production now and looking at the guys who did who they didn't draft, you know, Mahomes and Watson. It's a little, well, I'll say as much. If you're a Chicago Bears fan, you might be punching the air right now. You might be punching the air. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but I will say, though, is that if Trubisky were to play well, or he were to start playing well, it'd be now. Because his his, his clock is starting. Like, his, his clock is now. If it, it It's really a do-or-die season. And if, if he did out-compete Nick Foles, then great. But at the same time, who knows? Because with the way that things are, you know, it's a, it's a lot tougher for new guys to be acclimated into, their new, into the new schemes and other things like that. But 
I don't know, man. Trubisky has given reason for not for us not to believe in him. So I will err on the side of caution. I will, and I will definitely say that Trubisky is gonna. Hopefully, he doesn't play like this like last year. But at the same time, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. So. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Say I can't say nothing more. I just don't. Yeah, like yeah. I, I personally, predict- I, I personally don't even like how he looks. Really, I, he's like one of those guys <laughs> that you just don't like. Like the kid at school, like he's just eating pencils and shit. Like <laughs> I, he's a guy that you don't. You what just school don't did like. he go to? Eating pencils. You know, or eating erasers or being weird and shit. I don't uh, know. Yeah. I eating glue, maybe, but eating pencils. I've never seen could eat pencils before, but sure. Shit. You never you probably, I probably went to school with Mitch Brisky. Uh, maybe. Mitchell. Right, who's your, who's yeah. your next one? Well, I just want to say one last thing about the Trubisky. I think that Nick Foles is going to be uh, the, the Ryan Tannehill of this year, where he just takes over a team midseason um, over a quarterback that people thought, you know, that it's time for him to go. So, yeah, I think Nick Foles might be the quarterback by the end of the year. I might put a bet on it. Um, but the next sitter that I got for this week, um, just for the week, though, I think that he's going to be comeback player of the year. Uh, AJ Green. Um, we already talked about Joe Burrow and his struggles, and that's definitely going to translate for his receivers. No production this week. I don't think you can look forward to going against a team that has maybe the best secondary in all of football and possibly could go down as the best defense this year yes, in sir. the Chargers. So uh, AJ Green, I definitely sit. What do you guys think? Um, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, that foot injury still kind of, like, makes me wary. He always mm-hmm. been on and off the field with it. Um, I do like, I'm going to say right now, I'm going to keep on saying it, T. Higgins is the new DK Metcalf, and that dude is just big. He's in a crowded wide receiver uh, core. I wouldn't, like, draft him or anything, but I'm just, I just want to note that. A.J. Green, though, he he's talented. Um, and uh, I, I can see him getting, I can see him getting targets, but um, that, Chargers, that Chargers D is, is pretty tough. So I could see him late. Like I think overall he's gonna have a good season, but week one is gonna be tough. First first game jitters, you know that right. that's gonna apply. Um, and he's been out for a while, so he hasn't hit the football field in a professional level in a minute. So um, I agree with this pick as well. Yeah, I mean that's nothing much else. Nothing much else needs to be said. I mean I I agree with this pick as well. You know AJ Green's one of those guys who when he's on he's on, but at the same time you know he is he is getting he is past the age of thirty. He is thirty two, I believe, or thirty one, thirty two now. Um, you know, thirty. David, David, do you know? <laughs> David, David, straight up on the bat. So there you go. But I think I believe it was yeah. So he's thirty-two. You know, it's it's one of those things. You know, coming from coming back from a foot injury. You know, especially with uh, come, yeah, coming back from a foot injury and um, you know, in it with in that position with that age. You know, with those guys behind him. I mean, it's gonna be a little tough to overcome. And I don't know if he will. So I, I do think that week one it'll show out to see that AJ Green. You know, again, first game jitters. So I don't I don't think he'll be ready for it. All righty. Moving on to my last uh, sitter of the week and a big-name guy, um, another big-name guy, uh, Saquon Barkley. Now, Saquon, I just do not like the matchup going against the Steelers team. Um, I'm just trying to check if the Giants are at home. I can't see. Oh, yeah, they are at home. It's on Monday night, the first Monday night football game. But um, I just don't see it happening. The defense of the Steelers is no joke for sure, and they were the Mm. only reason that this team had a chance at making the playoffs this year. Or last year, sorry, last year was um, when after Big Ben went down and uh, was either Rudolph or um, Hodges, either one of those guys, down to the third-string quarterback, rotating door at quarterback last year. And when you still have a chance, it's because of your defense. Yeah. And it was because of that pass rush, TJ Watt, and just that defensive line in general. They're going to shut shit down. Um, nothing was able to ha- happen um, to that team offensively whenever you went against that team you, there was honestly it was like 
you knew that it was not going to be a good outing. So this Giants team, a young team with some talent on the offense. I really like the Evan Ingram. I like, um, I think it's Darius Slayton and mm-hmm. um, Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. And I, I like that squad, and I like the addition of getting, uh, I think they got Tristan Wirfs in this draft. Um, I, I should no, have this. They, they got, uh, no, they got Andrew Thomas. Right. So, oh, yeah, they got Andrew Thomas. So, let me let me just go down this. So, yeah, Saquon, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, that's the last one, and Evan Ingram. And then Andrew Thomas at left tackle solidify that line. That was that was my um, direction for this team going into this year, just for them to see how well that they could improve Daniel Jones because he had a five-touchdown game last year towards the end of the season. So, he was building some momentum and confidence. And I think that they really want to build upon that and see what he could do with this wide receiver core that is talented but is not insane and not – one of the best out there, but something that he could do work with. So um, it's just not going to happen this weekend though. This Steelers team is no joke. And uh, it might just be even worse if with the return of Ben Roethlisberger, if he, if he does well, I don't think he's going to be the same old big Ben, but if he is and he puts the pressure on to make it a shootout and they just need a pass in order to get back into the game. Yeah. Saquon is just not even going to be a factor. So sit Saquon this week. What do you guys think? Uh, David Lucas, um, I need to ask you some medical questions. Um, no are you lightheaded? What do you um, mean? Do you see blurriness? Oh, no. Are you? Oh, no. Are you, do you need to lay down? Because you're out of your goddamn mind. You think Shaquan, <laughs> oh, wow. but you're sitting Shaquan Barkley. This dude's calves are bigger than all three of us combined. He missed three games last year and still managed to rush over 1,000 yards and almost average about a 4.5 carry. Um, this dude... They did the the Giants' offensive line was probably the most the worst offensive line in the league. They did add something to it, so he still managed to rush for a thousand yards on that shitty offensive line. They added a couple pieces. Okay, so maybe he'll do a little better. This guy is just big. He just built different. You can't tackle this guy. <laughs> I think him. Um, I I kind of I kind of like the Giants' um, offense. It's, it's young, you know. That offensive line, like I said, still needs work. I like Daniel Jones there, but their defense is straight dick. So I I don't have any faith they'll win this game. I have them losing big. I believe. Least by three scores, but and, and I know this the Steelers defense is tough, but this dude could run. You can this guy is a top five runner back. You cannot stop him. He got drafted high in most in most league league long drafts. He's he didn't last five because I was five and he wasn't there. And for uh, for week one, I'm starting this guy regardless of what you wow. said. This dude is capable yeah. of running 150 plus, and I just I just like Shaquan Barkley. He's just a big dude. You can he was tenth overall in PPR leagues. In ninth overall in standard leagues, so mm-hmm. um, he's a top ten. I think he's a top five running back, and you can't stop him. I yeah, just completely. Yeah, I mean, I can see that David really likes uh, Shaquan Barkley, considering he added an H in his name. Um, yep. But it's yeah. But there we go. Um, but I will. But I will say though is that I could see both points of this. I could see you know you starting him just because you know I can see people starting him just because you know he's he's a top five, top three pick to be honest with you in most leagues. Um, you know, and it's just like you never, you never sit those types of guys, especially if you judge them that high. Even though, Matt, unless it's Baker Mayfield, but that's a different story. Um, but we, you know, but, but what I will say is that against this defense, I can see why you have the urge to not start him, just because you have T.J. Watt, you have Jason, yeah, Jason, Cameron Hayward, and you have you have those guys, and it's gonna be, it, it's it's one of those decisions. <laughs> it's one of those decisions, man, where I can see both sides of it, but at the same time, it is Saquon Barkley. I I don't know. The only other positive concern is that they do have Jason Garrett as their offensive coordinator. And, you know, as, as a head coach, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't that great of a play caller. But, again, as, as an offensive coordinator, he was a little better. So he, he kind of has that experience with Zeke. I, I, just, I just don't know, man. I'll tell you this much is that 
since he's because he was drafted so highly, I don't think you would sit him, especially week one. But at the same time, if you're going, if you're just a magic person, you just got to go based on magic, no matter who it is. Then I could see why you wouldn't start him. So again, it's it's a toss up for me. So I, you know, so like, what would you what would you choose though? Ah, damn it! Just, just you pick one. I, you're right. Just just because he was such a high pick, I would I would have to say I'd start him week uh, one. I'd okay. start I'd, start, I'd start him week one. Can't but, please everyone. Yeah. But I, I, at the same time, matchup wise, I could see I could see where you're going from that one. So I could see it. All right, uh, Julian, you can no. finish off with your sitters. Uh, yes, I can. All right. So first sitter, I already know David's gonna like this one just because he was, he was <laughs> bring it on. Don't no, go ahead. Talking about go ahead. He's talking about it, but yeah. So I, I think I think David like all my options. Got to see considering we the season. But number one, number one sitter for me, Matt Ryan. Matt, Matty Ice, right? Matty Ice. Okay. Let Let me explain. All right. Yes, he has. He still has Julio, and yes, he has Hayden Hurst, who I, who I do have high hopes on. Calvin Ridley, you forgot about him. Calvin Ridley. Okay, I didn't, you let me let me mention him first before, before you go roast me for that one. But uh, but yeah, let me let me just say this: Matt Ryan is also playing against the Seattle Seahawks defense. Now, I understand Seattle's defense was wasn't as good last year, but at the same time, they they did retool. They got Jamal Adams. Like you, you haven't mentioned that one. Well, you did mention that one earlier. I'll mention but, him later. Okay, you did mention him. You'll mention him later. That's cool. But any, but anyways, what I will, but I will say those Matty Eyes is is I don't know against that Seattle defense. They're a little they whenever whenever Seattle whenever the Seattle Seahawks uh, whenever Seattle Seahawks have been underestimated, that's when they perform. And I do think that people are are underestimating them this season. I do think that that Seattle defense is going to want to prove themselves and going to want to prove um you know why wow. they are still one of the top teams in the in the league. Now, are they the top team in the league? Of course not. But at the same time, you know they are. They're gonna to want to prove that they are still they still belong in that upper echelon in NFL teams. David, I'm gonna be honest with you. I want to hear your response. So I want to hear you first. <laughs> Yo, Matty Ice, dog. Let me let me just name the weapons he got for you. Okay, he got Todd Gurley <laughs> in the backfield. He's gonna rejuvenate his career, I believe. Mm. Arthritis, who? No, Ooh, no. Julio, Julio Jones. Okay. Julio Jones, arguably one of the best wide receivers in the league. You got Calvin Ridley behind him, and then. Keep this name in mind, Russell Gage Jr. This guy is a is a is a stud coming up. He's gonna be a wide receiver three. And we, we just talked about Halen Hurst right now. So mm-hmm. I mean, you got you got three, four, almost five weapons, legit weapons that you could you could have. This dude's thirty four. This guy throws for five thousand yards almost every almost mm-hmm. every year, if not very close to it. The defense, um, um, that that, that guy who got injured, he's, he's been injured. He only played like two games in his career. What's his name from the defense? Uh, Neil. What's his first name? Uh, oh, uh, Keanu, uh, Keanu Neal? Yeah, yeah, Keanu. He's he's from San Bernardino, I, um, as well. He's uh, Alexander Madison's boy. Um, he told me that when he, when I interviewed him, not the two major. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, gonna, I was gonna get that plug in there. Huh? I always gotta plug that in. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but um, this dude is just—it's Matt Ryan, dude. He's very underrated, and he's the tenth ranked quarterback um, in the league. And the sleeper app, I have him higher than that. But this guy just stays throwing, and he's underrated, and people keep on not looking at him. For last year, he threw one, two, three, four, five, six straight three hundred yard games. Then uh, he didn't play against Seattle due, I believe, to injury. But this guy could throw three hundred games. He'll give you three hundred a, a, a game. Throw three touchdowns in there, maybe an interception here and there. But I am lacking. I, I, I totally disagree because also because this is my starting quarterback in my league. The only Ooh. the only time I draft a quarterback before, before yeah. the thirteenth round. This is the only time, the first time ever in my fantasy career I drafted a quarterback. Popped your cherry, huh? He popped your uh, little cherry. He popped my he popped my quarterback cherry. So he better be good. <laughs> he or he's gonna get some very hated fan mail from me. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. 
Um, Julian, I don't know. I mean, you made a really good point about how Pete Carroll does his best coaching when people overlook the Seahawks. And once again, people they are doing Adams. They catch them all. They don't, they're not overlooked now. They're they're very very much, they are very much overlooked. Yeah. I think they're so. Very, very much at. overlooked. I think last like, year, I think they were. They haven't got the one-hand bandit there no more. He's on the practice squad, so I don't see it. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, but, like, I think of the NFC, and I think of immediately the teams. I think of the Saints, Niners, Packers. You think of I, the even Seahawks? Bucks. You don't think of the Seahawks? But, no, no. I, do think of, I do think of the Seahawks, but, like, I have to work down my list, and I feel like they're all, they're just a team that's suddenly just at the back of your head. I do believe that they're going to have a good season. I do know that they're going to go to the playoffs. And, um... I, my point whole being, though, is uh, I think that this defense could be a little bit underrated. I'm looking at it, KJ Wright, Bobby Wagner, Bruce Irvin, Shaquille Griffin, Jamal Adams. I mean, that's a squad, um, and that would be the argument for maybe uh, sitting Matt Ryan. It's going to be a close one. I think that this game could be the most underrated game of the weekend as yeah. far as hype, and uh, we should definitely watch this one closely. Definitely. I'll be very excited. It's a tough sell to sit Matt Ryan, though, dude, and yeah. it's so tough to sell. I think that <laughs> – Oh my God! I don't know. Ugh. I don't think I could sit him, bro. I'm sorry. I'm no, have to disagree. That's, no, that's fine. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. Yeah, it's, it's I'm gonna come good. back. I'm gonna come back next week when this motherfucker drops 40 points on your <laughs> Interesting matchup, though. I'll say Inter- that. Yeah. Interesting matchup. Really, really good pick. I like it. Yeah, it's yeah. a fun one. Thank you. I feel like the same thing with Saquon earlier. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's like it's one of those options where like matchup wise, you can see it, but at the same time, well, unless you're David, you can see it. But, um, <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> Uh, you can see it, but at the same time, I would, if you draft him that high, if you draft him like, and you put him to do well, you know, I think it's gonna it's gonna be one of those things. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough to sit him. But moving on. All right. So so again, another option. David's gonna love. Okay. Right, <laughs> another sitter. Go go ahead and say some dumb shit. Go I ahead. I will say though, the reason for this one is a lot similar to the reason why you chose the Buccaneers running backs as why you're Ooh, sitting them. No. I, listen, this option. Oh God. What is that? Sorry. Dave, what are you doing over there? Sorry, 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 sorry. That's uh, okay. But um, but anyways, <laughs> any anyways, so I think the reason why I choose this guy, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say his name first. Kenyon Drake, the running back. Drake, Drake, yeah. <laughs> and then you would say, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and okay. tell me why I should take Kenyon Drake because he's what? also my my RB two. Right. Go ahead. Exactly. Okay, so, so okay, so I, I could I can really feel that Dave, Dave, David this this is going against David's all this soul bean his whole bean soul this against his whole right team fucking total 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 all right okay let's do it it's trash um anyways but what I will say is that the the Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury they're known for they're known for a lot of things running the football is not one of those things mm. and I do say this much and I know Kane Drake his 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 value goes beyond that his value he's also a pass catching guy so in that sense he'll get a lot he'll get he'll get some touches. But with that team, with those guys, with D Hop, with you know Larry Fitzgerald still, with Christian Kirk on that and that on those receivers, and with Kyler Murray running the route himself, it's gonna be it's it's really tough to see a guy like Kenyon Drake get a lot of touches in that offense, especially you know against against you know against especially against the 49ers too. We haven't talked about their opponent either, right? You know, you know, because that 49ers defense, they're they're known for a lot of things. You know, that defensive line is tough, and it's gonna be really tough to get through those defensive lines to get you know to get to that second level. So I think those are those are a couple of the options or the reasons why I chose Kenny and Drake as one of my sitters this week. Lucas, what do you think first? Um, another tough sell. I know it's tough to sell this to David for sure. Yeah. But you know what? I think I'll give you this one for sure. I really do always look at matchups, and I'm definitely a matchup guy, so I'll agree go. with you here. Um, very tough matchup. Uh, Niners, you don't lose really anyone except for uh, – DeF- I think it was DeForest Buckham. Yeah. yeah, and you, you lose them to the Colts, but you, re- you replace them with Javon Kinlaw yeah. right away. So uh, 
there was a plan there immediately. They were, they identified who they could get in the draft. Um, it was so obvious that they could get they were going to get Javon Kinlaw. I thought, and uh, that's why I got it right in my draft. <laughs> but go. um, but yeah, and, and so you don't lose anything really on the defensive side of the ball, and you have an opponent here in Kenyon Drake and uh, the Cardinals where Drake joins the squad in the middle of the season last year from Miami and does amazingly well, uh, works perfectly in that offense. And, you know, it looked like it could have been the perfect landing spot for Kenyon Drake. But that also means that there's a film and there's, there's, there's knowledge on how the Cardinals would like to operate and use Drake. And so it's a tough, it's tough for me um, to start Kenyon Drake this year. It's a really tough, uh, sorry, this week, it's a tough matchup. And so I could totally see him sitting. Um, it's, it's not going to be like that forever, though. So yeah. you can calm down, David. Yeah. <laughs> but let's hear what you have to say. So, Julian, I got a question for you. Oh, boy. Do you, do you think the 49ers defense will be better this year or will be the same or digress from last year? Well, I mean, compared to where they were last year, I mean, it's it's tough to repeat what they had last year. But, I mean, they, they still have a lot of the same weapons, if not if not the exact same. So, 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 so they'll stay the same, correct? I would say, okay. say the same. So would say, they will on. stay the would, same, correct? I will say stay the same, if not digress or diverge. You uh, Just I know where you're going with this one, but just diverge just a <laughs> little bit. But sure, David, I'll, I'll I'll go with you on that one. Okay, what's so up? So they'll stay the same. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So last year when he got traded, the first game he played on Thursday night, he first who the oh the team we're talking about right now, the San Francisco 49ers, ran yeah. for 110 yards, averaging <laughs> 7.3 per carry and a touchdown, and had 52 yards on top of that through the air. That's 28 points. Later that week, um, two weeks after that, he played 49ers again. He did still manage to get 14 points. Um, which <laughs> so wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, David. Hold on, David. Hey, that matchup last year, did they have DeAndre Hopkins? Did they have, did they have DeAndre Hopkins to take that, away some I think, of those touches? I think that's better for Kendrick Drake if they have no, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't, not, now, when they're, now when they have more mouths to feed. No, 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 no. This is different because he's not in the same position. He's not in the same position. De- they're going to want to establish the run. Is he, is he still a running back? Is he still a running, still a running back? <laughs> yes, he is a running back. I'm okay. Like, is D-Hop a running back? No, he isn't. No, he's, he's a, a receiver. He's exactly. a receiver, right. But he has, this, this, a lot more No, no, no. This works for him. Ske- in that scheme, though, in that scheme, though, oh. Cliff Kingsbury, in that scheme, Cliff Kingsbury likes to throw the ball. It's, it's just one of those things where... Do I think he'll have good I'm teams? Absolutely. That. I'm glad yeah. you said that. I'm not. I'm glad you said that. They like to run the ball, right? <laughs> they do. You. You. How do you establish the running, the passing game? By, uh, by, by you, running the goddamn ball, and that's what I'm, they are going to okay, do. Okay, but I'm okay. But or, or you could do, or actually, now is, we're in different. We're different. That might have been two, yeah. like three or two years ago, but now in this era, it's, <laughs> it's a lot more reverse, where it's like you pass the ball to open your run rather than you run the ball to open yeah. up the pass. I don't I completely agree with you with that, but Kenyon Drake is going to be. All over, <laughs> he's going to be all over the place. He's going to be in the air. He's going to be on the ground, and he's going to set shit up for Larry Old Man Gerald and Christian Kirk and D Hop. They're going to. I guarantee you there will be a play where Kenyon Drake just ran the ball for 27 yards, play action to D-hop in the end zone. It's, it, it, it's established. It's, right. It's, it's right, 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 wait, 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 wait. Who, who, oh, who gets the ball in the end zone? D-hop. Right. Uh-huh. So, 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 so not Kenyon Drake, though. Oh, so, Kenyon Drake will still get his. Don't worry about that. Well, that's fine. I, I do no, think no, no, D-hop I, will get his. No, no, and so I will do, Kenyon Drake. 
I I, I, feel, I do think Kenyon Drake won't like won't be like shut out completely, but I do think that compared I do I don't think he's gonna get like those hundred yard games a lot that he got last. Oh, year. he'll get That's a touchdown. He'll get two touchdowns, one through the air and one on the ground. Julian, does, does PPR leagues make a difference to you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially yeah. in a PPR. Yeah, because over there, I mean, in PPR leagues, I mean, you're talking about you know any way you can get the ball, you can get the ball. So I do think in a PPR league, you might, I might have more reason to start him. But I do think overall wise, I don't know if I can start him that and sit with a smiling face over there and be like, "Yep, my name's Sports Guy David." So um, <laughs> I'm starting him and watch. Okay, watch. I'm gonna come back with that Matt, Matt, Matty Ice forty bomb and this Kenjin Drake thirty two bomb right here. Come, okay. Listen, just keep that same energy. All right, keep, same keep okay. that same energy. Okay. Kenyon Drake okay. is gonna drop bombs on you, dog. We'll keep He's gonna have one through the... Yeah, uh, I'll keep it too. Don't worry. Okay, we'll, we'll keep that same energy. Okay, we'll see. We'll all see. Right. Kenyon Drake right. is gonna Love have it. it. All right, all right. He's and my... and, uh, yeah, sure. Okay, and, and my last. <laughs> <laughs> and my last option. And my and my last sitter. Okay, this guy. Okay, I do think that the Miami Dolphins will will perform well against the New England Patriots. But again, like we did mention, New England Patriots. We did tell, we did talk about how their de- uh, their defense was decimated by you know the whole COVID list and by everything that's going on right now, and about how they had so many opt outs. But we did mention that the defensive player of the year still plays in New England, mm. and he does play does play cornerback. And his uh, and his and his responsibility this week will be against Devontae Parker. And I do think that is why I am sitting Devontae Parker. I do, you know Devontae Parker is one of those guys where when it seems like if it, but whenever I hear about him, it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to pick him up on my team. Cool. I'm going to start him, whatever. I start him. He has, like, two points. I sit him or I get rid of him. He has, like, 14 points. Oh, man. You know? He's definitely one of those players that does that. Yeah, he does He does, he does that He does that a few, few times for me. So that's kind of why I, it kind of it kind of angers me a little bit. But it's not that's not the reason why I chose him uh, to be a sitter. I did choose him because, again, Stephon Gilmore. And they also have McCourty brother over there still. So I, I do think that if there is one, if there is one coach, especially who does this so well in that, in that use, in that use, uh, you try and make sure that their best player, um, or sorry, the team's opposing best player isn't the reason why they win the game. I do think Bill Belichick will try to do that against Devonte Parker, which which open things up again for guys like Mike Kosicki and other guy and their other options. But I do think that you know when you look at this option, you know you, you look at Devonte Parker being their wide receiver one. It's going to be really tough against Stephon Gilmore going against him. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, definitely, Bill Belichick is known for taking away a, your best asset, your best weapon. They did that in the Super Bowl against uh, uh, who was the running back for the Rams when the Patriots played. Um, was it Gurley? Was it Gur- uh, Gurley or uh... no, 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 no? The running back for the Rams when they did it in the Super Bowl, like the early Super Bowl. That oh, the... uh, Mar- Mar- Falk. Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. Yeah, exactly, Marshall Falk. And so, um, and I think that that's a trait that has been carried definitely by Belichick throughout his whole career. And so I think it's going to happen again. You have the best weapon on defense voted by last year in Gilmore. So, yeah, this is a good sit for me. I'm excited to see what David has to think about this. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. You're telling me you want to sit the number fourth ranked wide receiver in standard 11th in PPR league. This yes. guy versus New England last year in the last the last game of the season had eight receptions for 137 yards with 11 receptions. This but guy is, but is the last game of the season like the yeah. best. Yeah, you can't competition you, to the Patriots. They fucking went to go cheer on the Bengals and they didn't have they, they didn't win one game last year. Or they, <laughs> they this before they won a game and they went to go Spygate. And the Patriots take the okay the true games right. very serious. Someone coming with that shit. Okay, <laughs> Bill, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick does does a great job of of defusing your best player, but you gotta have players that defuse the other team's best player. Who do they got? I know they got Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore. 
McCordy. It's going to take a lot more than Gilmore. McCordy. I mean, okay, but they're good guys. I'm not because I don't want to say they're bad because they're 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 talented, but right. they're going to be too busy trying to do everything else because there's no one on that defense. So I'm taking. I'll play Devonte Parker if I had him, but who has him? Oh, Geo has him. Um, this guy, this guy is just good, and he's going to be the number one, the number one guy for who? Who? Who's going to be there throwing them balls? Who? Fist magic, you have him starting. Exactly. You have him starting. Gonna throw four hundred goddamn yards. He's at least gonna get one fifty of it and a touchdown. Give it to him. The Dolphins are gonna gonna beat the Patriots. And Devontae Parker is gonna lead. I said it, I said it, I don't know why you're acting surprised. I said that earlier this (laughs) week. Yeah, but four hundred yards? I can see him on one fifty a buck fifty? A buck fifty. I don't know, man. I think I think you'll get what? I think I don't know. If, I think was, and you I, said and you said that every time you played Devonte, every yeah. time you played Devonte Parker, he gave you two points. He never yeah. scored two points last year at all. The lowest he scored was nine point one five. I didn't play. I didn't play him last year. But you said every time you played him, you had two that yards, was, that, two that points. Was, okay. No, it was, <laughs> what was it? What? Who was that? Who said that? Well, I said. I, well, it was like one of those things where it was like he's definitely one of those players where. I have bad luck with like whenever yeah. I start him, he doesn't perform. And then when I whenever I sit him, he would do well. Like that's that's how I feel about Devontae Parker. But he's definitely a good player. But I just yeah, don't think it's going to happen this weekend. He only had single digit fantasy points four times out of sixteen games. So you're telling me that that's twenty five percent of the games. That's seventy five percent of the games he did it. That's twenty. Okay, but you can look at it any which way. That's twenty. Well, half, yeah, half, half full or half empty? You're looking at things half empty. Okay, but with the guy that like Devontae Parker in that in in I'm Miami. looking at this week. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. He, he dropped 137 on the last game last year. Okay, oh, but, but, but realistically, week 17, no one cares about week 17. Let's be honest. The, like, the Patriots do. They care about every single game. The Patriots are perfectionists. Bill Belichick. Not not when they were worried, not when they were worried about the playoffs. So, so when they cheated to go Cincinnati, which was week 16. They they cheated so they could win them. That was week 16. Oh no, no, not week 16. I'm sorry. That was before that. They they didn't take that serious. They just cheated for fun because they liked you so much. Or well, I mean, <laughs> that's that's not week seventeen though. You're just saying it's that's very not week close. That's not week, no. It's week seven. Okay, okay. After between the weeks of week okay week fourteen to week seventeen, sure teams get off. Especially week seventeen. No one. What I'm saying is like even they were still in the playoff chase, so they still could have been. They still could have gotten a worse spot. Week seventeen, they already their spot was confirmed basically, so they didn't need to worry about too much about playing the Miami Dolphins, you know. So they, they what I'm saying is like as even the the Patriots are very smart in the sense of like yeah they'll play every game tough, but they'll make sure that they have to get what they have to get. And if they, if there's nothing they to play for, they're not going to overcut themselves for the possible injury. That's just the way they are. They they think ahead. So you're telling me they let the Dolphins win that game? No, I didn't say let. I'm I'm saying I didn't say let the Dolphins win because <laughs> any game in the NFL is tough. Of course, everyone knows that. But I'm saying that they didn't let the Dolphins win. What I'm saying though is that they're like yeah sure like they're they're not gonna they're not gonna go and play their best their best game week 17 when they know that. You know when they know the Dolphins are basically this is a Super Bowl for them when they're they're like oh yeah we got to beat the Patriots week seventeen let's go baby you know but I, I I'm just saying I'm just saying this is but again this is a different season this is week one so you never but a lot season, less but a lot a lot less starters as well right no you're right people are but, riding the Patriots way too hard they're gonna do straight no I, I I don't think the Patriots I think the Patriots won't do as well but I'm just saying when you're talking about their number one weapon they still have Stephon Gilmore that that's my option there is is that it's it's kind of thing with same thing with Jalen Ramsey it's like it's when you use Jalen Ramsey it's like it's a little tough to say that you know yeah they're, they're gonna spread the ball around but at the same time like you still have the number one option they're still gonna try and shut them down and they still have a guy who can shut them down so that that's my reasoning for that 
I, their decimation, I, I feel like, is really on the offensive yeah. side of the ball. They don't have any really true number one weapons over there besides Cam Newton. Yeah. But the, the, the defense is remaining their strength, and I think that that's why – I think that this is a good pick. I'm sorry, David. <laughs> I think that this, this – they're gonna, you know, use their strengths and their strength try is to not that, they're not there no more. It was well, but, it's the fun. Right. They were the number one defense. I get it last year, but they had a lot more players. Most of them, right? No, right, right, right. But, but they got but, a COVID um, party, and it'll be. I know, but, but given, but given what they have right now, their strength is is still more on the defensive it, side it, of the ball. I think, and I think that. Uh, you know, there's still some pieces that you can work with, and it's you know, this this is gonna be interesting. This Patrick, be a lot of shit, a lot of shit talking, David from David. Four hundred yards, <laughs> shit talk, David. The more I said, sports I I want to end it on the Patriots cheated on the Cincinnati Bengals was week fifteen. Okay, so that was towards okay. the end of the okay. season. Just right. saying. Okay. You, have best, you okay? So you're telling me you have the <laughs> best the best corner in the game voted by his peers, and they right. still have to cheat against the Cincinnati Bengals? Uh. Next. You do okay, but we're talking about the Patriots here. They any bit any bit of advantage they can get over their opponent, they're gonna take it. That's just, right. that's just the way. They, that's the way the right. Patriots. So you doing. so you already know they're 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 going to cheat, and you don't think they're gonna do well? No, I don't. that's 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 the angle I can yeah. take. <laughs> oh hell no, they ain't gonna do good. <laughs> I'll, 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 they won't get above five hundred. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, they're not gonna be above five hundred. Oh, that's God, damn. Uh, they, the Patriots, Vegas, you think that, the Patriots? You think the Patriots are gonna get above five hundred? In the AFC East, yes, I do. Yes, I do. In the AFC yeah. East, yes, I do. Yeah. They can hit eight and eight. Yeah, I'll, I'll give them that. That's it. They're not going to get above average. They're not getting above five hundred. How about that? Okay, all right, all right, fine. But when they go nine and seven, then David and no. we'll talk. Or eight, no, seven, they, they one. Gonna, they ain't we'll going to go. You're not going to talk to me because they ain't going to go that far. <laughs> they'll go eight, eight. They'll probably find a way to cheat too. There. I guarantee you they'll go, they'll go nine and seven. That team was gonna go nine and seven. There's a shot of Cam Newton. Cam Newton has a better shot cutting his hair bald than the fucking Patriots going above five hundred. I'll tell you that right now. Right. We'll see, David. Well, they, David, will you get? Will you go? Will you go bald if they go eight? If they go past eight, Nate? You, you think? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. I'm, okay. All right. I'm back to the wall. Fuck it. I'll go bald if the Patriots go more than eight and eight. Oh shit! Oh, shit. <laughs> all right, that's a mistake, all right, all right, bro. Right, you just put that in the universe. Yeah, let's, let's it's, it's go all, ahead. I put it in the universe. I'm gonna speak this shit right. into existence. Let's write this down. And you know what? Let's let's write this down. And you know what? We'll write have a vid- we'll have a video of you getting your hair yeah. straight at the end of the season when they go when they go nine and seven at least. Yeah, my hair is gonna be. You know what? It takes about like a year and a half for my hair to be nice and foolish and like like yeah. nice and curly <laughs> and long to my shoulders I'll, I'll i'll have my hair that long by next year don't worry about it oh my. <laughs> <All right>. okay <laughs> moving on to another segment we do uh, is the draft kings challenge and what i did this year yep. is i decided to let me get to my team mm-hmm. i decided because I, I collect football cards if you guys follow me on instagram you'll see that um mm-hmm. i have a bunch of football cards most most i have most starters on most teams and i gen- i randomly generated this team if you don't believe me just look at the team you think no one would pick this team um i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty confident though let me start it off on DraftKings. here we go i got Philip rivers six thousand dollars i got a carry on johnson at a, at a nice forty four hundred um, my RB2, I got Jonathan Taylor, another Colt at 5,700 projected to score 0.0 points. I'm happy about that. And I got another, <laughs> I got another Colt T.Y. Hilton at 5,800. Um, Sterling Shepard with 5,700. Tyler Boyd, well, I think I think, um, I think think he'll do good because um, I think, I don't know. That, uh, A.J. Green, I, I like Tyler Boyd. I, I just like him in okay. general. 6,100, my most expensive wide receiver. And then at, at tight end, I got David Njoku at 3,600. 
And then I got lucked out. My flex was Alvin Kamara Ooh, um, at 7,200. And my defense is the Lions. So I might actually like that because I think Julian has the, the Chicago Bears scoring 0.0 points. So, and I had a, a, a remaining 2,800. So yeah. that is my DraftKings lineup. Uh, Lucas, let me hear yours. All right. So um, I did not randomize it. Uh, this is not a random, but That's this is going to. Yeah, that's the challenge. I'm doing it random, yeah, and they're gonna. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so that challenge is gonna—it's completely random, but it's completely fun because we're gonna be able to see just how well a random can do against me, I guess, because I'm fucking trash. I—I I was fucking <laughs> drafting Anthony Ferkser last year in the hey, playoffs, it's okay. dude. It happens, bro. But uh, draft kings this weekend. Um, so my first pick at quarterback, um, the guy that I believed in, talked about earlier, Teddy Bridgewater. At 5,900, going against the Raiders, I think this is a solid price. Uh, I like that. And, um, <laughs> and um, you know, this is just, I think, all around good. Bless, bless you. you. A good game, a good uh, opportunity for Teddy B to, you know, start the season off right and a really favorable matchup. Uh, next one I got is Tariq Cohen Let's go. at 4,900, another guy we mentioned earlier. And, uh you know, if anyone's going to eat in the Bears this weekend, I think it might be Tariq Cohen or Allen Robinson. Well, he's the, so, the only one going to eat. Yeah, or, or Allen Robinson. Um, um, Allen yeah, Robinson's going to eat. Maybe eating. But, eh. yeah, um, Tariq Cohen, I think, is in a nice matchup against a Detroit Lions He's going to eat Tom Robbins. That's still food. Still food. Something. Right. And then uh, at a price of 4900 super affordable. Uh, next guy on the list, I got Austin Eckler, my first big purchase of – the weekend at seven thousand dollars and going against this Bengals defense, who you know what, maybe have a solid. We forgot yeah, to mention that, right? No, Geno Atkins, yeah. and uh, you know we talked about the Chargers' offensive line struggles that they could have this weekend, but still, even then, Austin Eckler is a triple threat, running the ball and catching the ball, and then I don't know what the third threat is. We'll find out Sunday. Yeah. But I was like, right, Austin, I don't know, but we'll Austin see. Eckler definitely um, underrated guy. Uh, he had more passing yards. Um, as a running back than any other player, even more than Christian McCaffrey last year. So see, we go. uh, we're going to see him explode because he even had touches taken away and opportunities taken away from him when Melvin Gordon returned last year and that whole fiasco. So Austin, yeah, Austin Eckler, uh, I think should be a pick maybe almost every weekend. Um, yeah. Then I have an interesting duo here at wide receiver. I got two guys on the same team. Huh. Uh, first guy, I got John Brown at 5,600 hmm. and then Stefan Diggs at 6,400. Okay. So, I'm really going big on the Bills eating through the air against the Jets um, this Sunday. I could totally see that for sure. And uh, Josh, excuse me, Josh Allen having a big day. A big day, excuse me. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, if it's either Diggs or Brown scoring, um, either way, either way, I'm going to get points whenever they move the ball almost every single time. So I'm excited for that. Then the last wide receiver I have, big spend, uh, $9,000 is Michael Thomas, and I'm expecting Michael Thomas to eat. For sure, it's in the Superdome, you know, where Drew Brees always lights it up. And it's against the Tampa Bay defense, who has nothing on the secondary. Then the last two picks, Hayden Hurst at 4,300, my sleeper at tight end. Uh, we don't have to go too far there. C.D. Lamb as my flex at 4,100. Mm-hmm. I really oh, yeah. think that C.D. Lamb's going to eat. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty nice flex, affordable. Um, who? Oh, yeah, and they're playing the Rams. Uh, so we, if we think that Amari Cooper's going to get shut down, well, C.D. Lamb is the next guy up. So that's where I think. And then the last one is the Chargers defense at 2800 Really cheap price for the Chargers defense, who have such a really good matchup this weekend. So that's my DraftKings lineup. I think it's a really good one, yes. Yeah, I mean, they're so good that actually actually some of those players actually in my DraftKings lineup as well. 
Um, oh. let me, yeah, yeah. So let me just let me just go through it. I mean, yeah, nice. let me just, yeah. Let me just go through it straight up. All right. So first, my QB. I cho- I didn't choose. I didn't choose my sleeper. I actually chose a guy who I think is going to do really well. I hope so. At least that's that's game plan. DraftKings, baby. Let's get it. Um, but I chose a guy who Ben Roethlisberger against that New York Giants defense. You know, he's at 6,400. Everyone knows. You know. Last year he was injured. This year he said to be back. He said to be back better than ever. You know, you never. You always hear those things. You know, every from every person, no matter who it is. Um, you know, though. Okay, but yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah. So I think I think Ben Roethlisberger is gonna he's gonna show up and show out um, against that New York Giants defense. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna really perform and do and put the team on his back. Hopefully, you know, he obviously they have Juju Smith back. They they have those guys. They have you know John Con John Connor James Connor back. I don't know. So, but uh yeah they have james connor over there they they also have a guy in a sleeper who i who i haven't talked about yet and deontay johnson a guy who's gonna a guy who should be who should really perform but we'll see anyways all right so running back i also have Tariq cohen that you said it pretty much i already said it for my sleeper so i'm not gonna go too much into that again running back austin eckler as well you know i think he's gonna really perform against cincinnati you know everyone's been talking about him he can big purchase here he's actually the guy who who i actually built my team around here you know, he, oh, at my nice. first purchase, and I was like, "All right, Austin Eckler is going to show up and do well." My my wide receiver. Okay, this is where I, this is where I get a little bit. I'm like, "All right, like this is going to be a little bit of tough to explain, but uh, let me just explain it." Yeah, go DJ, ahead. All right, for, for wide receiver, I went with DJ Chark. The I knew receiver. you were going to say that. Yeah, oh my for, god, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, do I think Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win this game? I do not think so. David does, but I don't. But I do <laughs> think though that Jacksonville Jaguars meet such an are meet such a hole that they're gonna have to pass the ball. They're gonna have to air it out. It's gonna be some garbage time touchdowns, and that's where he succeeds. DJ Chark is gonna really do well, especially with Gardner Minshew the mustache. He's gonna, he's gonna he's gonna perform. You know, I I I, I, just, I have a feeling about this guy. He's gonna really do well. Plus Indianapolis. I'm trying to think of. Well, they do they do have some corners over there. Very but you know what? Yeah, Alec Hooker. Yeah, yeah, but he's a safety though. He's a, he's a safety though. Yeah, he, he's a ball hawk though. But yeah, going, I have no, Jacksonville winning, so I don't know why I'm I'm saying that. It's gonna that's, that's okay. It's okay. There, you know what? You're, you're adding to my points. So let's get this. Let's get this spread. <laughs> but I also, but anyways, my second receiver I do have is Terry McLaurin. You know, I do have him on my fantasy team, Ooh, so I'm a little, you know, I'm a little biased. Okay. But again, they're against Philadelphia. Philadelphia's corners. You know, they do have Darius. Right. They got Darius Slay, but it's. Gosh, you know, thinking about that, I might, I might. You know what? But okay. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm really gonna <laughs> stick with it. Oh uh, yeah, you're. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. Just like it, just like Dave's gonna stick with that haircut bet that we bet earlier. But um, but but anyways, but anyways. So I think so. Terry McLaurin's gonna really do well. Let's be honest here. As far as as far as receiving weapons go, there's not much else besides him. So they're really gonna try to force that ball to mm-hmm. him. So let's get this bread. And then third option, same game, opposite team. I actually have Jalen Rieger playing. You know the rookie, Ooh, deep you know, sleeper, deep sleeper, right? I, the reason I have him in there is because he's gonna play. He's gonna be next to Deshaun Jackson, and plus Alshon Jeffrey is out, so I do think he's gonna try to get this ball as much as he can against that Washington defense, who I don't think, you know, I don't think he's gonna do really well. But kind of deep sleeper for me, so maybe I should have picked him as my sleeper. But you know what? It's okay. We already, we already went through the list. So, anyways, we're moving on to the tight ends. Who again? Noah Fant, my sleeper. I'm not really, not really too much to say about that. My flex, I chose. I went with Josh Jacobs for 6,800. Ooh, I like that a lot. I was looking at him too. From the Las Vegas Raiders against Carolina Panthers, who defensively last year didn't really do too well, but and they did lose. They did lose Keekly. You know, so I do think that's gonna that's gonna open them up a little bit. They did go deep, all defense in this draft. But it's gonna take a little bit of time for them to acclimate to the NFL, and I don't think they'll have they'll have things ready by week one. Uh, defense, okay. This defense pick, I thought about it afterwards. Maybe I might, I might change well, it up. Stay with it. 
You know, I, I'll, I'll say what it is because I went with the Eagles defense, okay? Ooh. I went with the Eagles defense because I'm like, all right, they're going against Washington. They're going to really show up and show out. But again, I'm that's pretty much going against Terry McCarty. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where one of those has to give, right? So we'll, right. we'll see which one gives. But yeah, that's that's my fantasy DraftKings team. And there you go. We'll keep a record of every one win. Yep. Um, if, if Austin Eckler and um, and Tara Cohen don't do good, that's good for me because you guys are going to both not have those points. But I like both of you guys' lineups. I love Austin Eckler. Like I said, he's going to be number one in fantasy football league um, in runner backs. CD Lamb, I like that one as well. I like your I like your sleeper wide receiver picks as, um, as well too. I like Gary Terry. I think that's the only guy who's going to get points because I already shitted on the sports that Washington sports team last yeah. podcast. But um um let's see how much time we got. We got one twenty seven. We're in an hour and twenty minutes. You guys want to do our predictions? Just uh yeah, just real quick. Mm-hmm. I feel like oh, all right, yeah. real quick. We're just gonna say our predictions. Um, here we go. Um, I'm just going to say I'm going to list all mine, and then you list all yours, and we'll talk Two about it. Two early predictions. Right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two MVP. I like Kyle Murray. Offensive Rookie Woo. of the Year, I got C.D. Lamb. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Kenneth Murray. Bias and unbiased opinion. Defensive Player of the Year, Jamal Adams. Offensive Player of the Year, Matt Ryan. Comeback Player of the Year, Cam Newton. Most Improved Player of the Year, Drew Locke. And Coach of the Year, Anthony Lynn. Lucas, what's yours? My list? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, my list... Let me scroll down to it. Uh, so my MVP is going to be Russell Wilson, um, just because I think that is, he's due for his flowers. Offensive Rookie of the Year, C.D. Lamb, perfect landing spot um, coming out of the draft, the best receiving landing spot. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Chase Young, no surprise there. The yeah. man looks insane in training camp. Offensive Player of the Year, Austin Eckler. I think mm-hmm. Eckler is going to blossom. He's really going to show the league what he can do, what he's made of from undrafted to Offensive Player of the Year, and maybe even a better year than uh, McCaffrey. Defensive Player of the Year, TJ Watt. TJ Watt, I like that. Thank you. Um, I like this pick a lot just because I think that he really put the team on his back last year as as the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of the main reasons why they were able to go – or sorry, they were able to be in contention for the playoffs after such a terrible start. Um, So I really like that. And then Comeback Player of the Year, AJ Green. Um, Not going to have a good week this first week, but – you know what? He's just so talented. I don't think that anyone can slow him um, slow him down for too long, and for a season long. So uh, with Joe Burrow and everything going on in Cincinnati, then Coach of the Year, I got Sean Payton. I think that Sean Payton, with the team that he's built around there over in New Orleans, um, what just everything, and then just having games lost out of his control these past few years in the playoffs. Well, you know what? It's time for him to finally get back to where he's supposed to be in the Super Bowl. Coach of the Year, Sean Payton. And then most improved player. I got two players here, uh, two interesting picks. Uh, the first one, A.J. Brown of the Titans. A.J. Brown uh, was a true wide receiver one for the Titans last year. And I'm just really excited to see what the Titans can do this year after having a solidified position at uh, Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. And uh, you already know what you can get out of the big man himself, Derrick Henry. So let's just see A.J. Brown improve for himself. And then another guy, uh, Eric Ebron I'm uh, of the Steelers. I think that, you know what? I know I'm big skeptical on Big Ben, but it's time uh, to see what Eric Ebron could do on a team that he has actual weapons. So, you know, a guy that we've always seen so much talent and hype around, but never really always delivered over there in Detroit. Let's finally see him do something. So most improved player, Eric Ebron. Uh, what, what do you got, Julian? All right. So for me, my MVP and my offensive player of the year are the same player. I went with a guy who I think is going to have a chip on his shoulder this season. I think he's going to he's going to really show up and do well. They didn't really they didn't really help in this draft, but it's okay because that's going to give me a bigger chip in the shoulder. 
I went with a man from Green Bay. I went from with Aaron Rodgers. That's what I went Ooh, with. Nice. You know, I, I, I decided a to go revival. Yeah, hopefully career revival. The reason I clapped for you for defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, is because that's my defensive player of the year as well. TJ oh, nice. Watt, you know, over there in Pittsburgh, I think I think he's going to really show up and try and beat his brother out over there for defensive player of the years. I think you know he didn't he didn't get defensive player of the year last year, so he's going to be a little hungry to get that one this year. I think he'll do it. Yeah, offensive, the, offensive rookie of the year. I was going to go the easy option, go with Joe Burrow, but instead I was like, you know what? Let me go a little risky. Let me go with a guy from Las Vegas Raiders. Let me go with Henry Ruggs. You know, Ooh. yeah, I think with I think with that offense, you know, it's it's really built for his for the way his the way he plays. You know, he's a speed guy. The Raiders love their speed receivers, and I think he's I think he's going to be he's going to be a guy who uh, Derek Carr is going to look at and try and get him the ball as much as he can. So that's why he's my rookie, offensive rookie of the year. Defensive rookie of the year, I was going to go with Chase Young, but I was like, you know what, like. I don't. I don't know if I can go with one and two, and obviously I didn't. So I went with the guy from Arizona, with Isaiah Simmons. I think he's gonna really, you know, I think I think he's gonna do really well. I think he's his versatility is gonna lend to some credence. I think he's gonna do. He's gonna he's gonna uh, perform, and you know that team's gonna really be in some shootouts. And I think that's when he's gonna get his statistics uh, his statistics up. He's gonna get some interceptions, some sacks, some fumbles, whatever he has to do. Rook, defensive rookie of the year is, is is on his way, hopefully. And then for my comeback player of the year. I, I went with a, I went with a guy who didn't play last year, but it wasn't because of the injury, because he retired last year. I went with the guy who came back this year. I'm talking about Gronk, Ooh, Rob Gronkowski. Nice. You know, I think he's gonna be comeback player of the year. I was looking at the options. I was like, okay, who can I go with? I can go with AJ Green. You know, I can go with a lot of the other options. But I was like, you know what? When I when this name came to me, and I was like, this is the guy I'm gonna go with, uh, Rob Gronkowski. Most improved player of the year, actually, is I, I also chose a tight end just like Lucas, except I chose the guy from Atlanta. I went with Hayden Hurst. I think he's going to be much improved from last year. He was number two over there last year in, in Baltimore. Now he's number one option. He's going to he's gonna really perform really well. He's going to prove why he was a first-round pick out of, you know, uh, you know, those many moons ago over there in Baltimore. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna show up with that red hair, being a redhead. He's going to do really <laughs> well. Now, coach of the year, I had a few options I could have went with. Could have won with Sean Payton, of course. I could have won with Ron Rivera from the Washington Red from Washington football team. Excuse me. I could have won with um, who's I could have won with a few other options, but I went with a guy who I always had faith in, but a guy who I've never explained the faith in. But I do think this year he will he will that faith will manifest itself. I went with Frank Reich from Indianapolis. I oh, do nice think pick. I, I yeah I do think he's gonna he's always been a leader of men to me. He went he he was the offense coordinator over there in Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl. You know he's been you know he was in Buffalo. He played in Buffalo. He's he led the comeback of you know all comebacks in the playoffs. You know in the nineties back then when they uh when they beat the Houston Oilers back then. I do think he's got a leadership ability. I think he's gonna get that team right in place. Plus with Philip Rivers as his quarterback, I think he's gonna be coach of the year this season. Wow. Not to mention, not to mention also, uh, he gets reunited with Philip Rivers. Yeah. Frank Reich started his, yep. I think, coaching career in uh, uh, San Diego. Yes, he did. So, I mean, that's more more argument for him to win Coach of the Year. I like that. Thank you. a lot. Thank you. All right, there you have it. We didn't pick those uh, big names like, um, what's that guy guy's name from the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, Andy Reid. Andy Reid. No, Patrick Mahomes. Is that his name? I don't know. Who cares? (laughs) But um, anything else you guys want to say? Oh, I do have some honorable mentions here. I just want to throw in here. Um, Yeah, we do. Van Van Jefferson from the LA Rams. Um, I I can see him having production. He is ranked. He is listed as the third or fourth wide receiver on that list. 
You got Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds, Robert Woods, yep. who I can see Van Jefferson from Florida. Um, Justin Jefferson from the Vikings listed as the mm. number two wide receiver. I think he needs a lot more hype. Lucas, he's on your team. Go ahead and start him. Another Ram, I got Cam Akers, go. the starting wide the starting running back. I think he's gonna have every he's gonna eat everything he can. Um yep. not I felt uh, I lost all hope in Darren Henderson. I know that's too early. Another runner back, uh Boston Scott from the Eagles. Yep. Uh, Miles Sanders is out. Mm-hmm. Our uh, question—is uh, it out? Because I know it's in the air. Yeah, he's 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 out. He's out in most leagues, but he's questionable in, in like one league. But I'm pretty sure he's gonna be out for this week. Oh one. yeah. Okay, so he is completely out. I'm going with Boston Boston Scott. Um, Eagle fans suck this dude off every single year. Boston Scott <laughs> for president. Like I didn't even know who this guy was. This guy who threw Nick Foles a touchdown. That's yeah. why he has so much hype. So, um, <laughs> go ahead and grab him. But those are my honorable mentions. I got some honorable mentions. Um, just real quick. Uh, for comeback player of the year, I had three. I had Cam Newton as my first one, obvious reasons. Uh, second one, Todd Gurley. Uh, and then the third one, Joe Mixon. I think uh, those are all interesting. They all have their own kind of story, that yeah. how they came back. And then three comeback – or sorry, three coach of the year uh, honorable mentions. Uh, Bruce Arians, uh, Ron Rivera, and then Bill Belichick. Yeah. Um, just Bill. because – they all have their own challenges that they have to overcome. Bill Belichick year. is going to go A and A and win Coach of the Year. <laughs> well, <laughs> My God, not, not we don't got to go over this. Not, not if he goes nine and seven, David. Not if he goes nine and seven. Yep. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, just moving on. I I like had maybe one or two. I mean, you already spoke about CD Lamb, so I don't even go too much into that. But what I will say though is that as far as you know, comeback player of the years, the one guy who I had in my mind besides Rob Gronkowski was Tyler Eifert. But then I realized he wasn't injured like he always is. So I couldn't, <laughs> I could really couldn't go with him. He didn't really do too well over there in Cincinnati because he did play all 16 games. But he's in Jacksonville now. They need, they need he's some weapons. He's in Jacksonville, huh? He's, yeah, they need some weapons. They need to throw the ball around. Plus, who get, who, you know, you know, better, it's better to give a security blanket to a guy like Gardner Minshew when he really needs one over there. So I think Tyler Eifert was going to have a, re, a bounce back season over there. All right. Well, there you have it. All there right. it is. Uh, thank God it's fantasy football. Friday on a Saturday, first yeah, first one ever. Yeah. It won't happen again. I it's okay. Time, tra- time travel. Time travel. Time travel. We're in the future. Yeah. Um, but um, but there you guys have it. We all we're still doing the um raffle. If right. you're still listening, we're yeah. doing the raffle. All you gotta do is either retweet this, like it, or comment. Um, you don't have three. to do all three. All, all three each all. each um uh counts as multiple entries. But uh, Lucas, where can they find you on social media? Guys, find me on Twitter at sugarfreelucas and. Enter the giveaway under my post and David's post and Fantasy Sports Cave for multiple entries, guys. It's going to be really fun. Mm. Julian, what about you? Where can we find you on social? They can find me on Snapchat like that. All right, so they can find me on Snapchat. It's like it's <laughs> Be Like Julian, like Be Like Mike, like the campaign over there for Gatorade, but Be Like Julian, like my name, B-L-N-J-R-L capitalized. So no no, no hard work there. Really follow me on there because my, my things need to pop up soon or else you boys better get – you boys about you boys not about to post as much, but it's okay. All right, all right, David. What can they find you at, my man? You can find me on Sports Guy David on everything: Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok. Um, I'm pretty entertaining, I think. So, um, and yeah, Winging and Wing Wednesday every Wednesday. Don't don't miss that. And um, we also do a preview show, a recap show, and we talk about the Chargers every day, almost every day of the week. We'll be we'll be here because we have nothing else better to do. But there you fancy sports cave on earth. Um, Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast, the podcast app on iPhone, Instagram, Twitter, um, Fantasy Sports Cave, everything. You'll see all the stuff we post there, all our scores, all our predictions, all that fun stuff. And there you go from the Fancy Sports Cave, Lucas, Julian, and Sports Guy David. We are out.